0: This is your life, God's truth. Your QFM. It's Phil, Pastor Gus on the line, and I'm looking forward to having a chat with him. How are you doing, Gus?
1: I'm doing okay. You know, I was thinking it really is awesome and an honor to talk to you.
0: Over well, <laughs> the years, like, you
1: just need to know that it's it's a uh, just a special thing in in my week. Well, so thank you, appreciate I,
0: it. I feel the same way. I really do, and. You know, it's interesting week for a number of reasons. You've got the uh, two-year anniversary of the George Floyd situation in the cities. It was interesting. That
1: two I, years already?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I wow. was uh, listening to the very beginning of the Twins game this afternoon, and they took a moment of silence in memory of that and in memory of the students killed yesterday in Texas. We'll get into that. In memory of the victims of the Buffalo shooting, about a, week ago, and then the PA announcer was saying, you know, how we all can do better and we have to work toward more equity and injustice and some of those buzzwords, you know. But it is sad. I mean, there's a lot of sadness uh, in our nation. And and then, of course, it's Memorial Day weekend. We think about men and women who've paid the ultimate sacrifice to to defend freedom in our country. Kind of interesting, isn't it?
1: It is kind of interesting, especially now since Freedom is being attacked. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, yeah and it is. Attacked again, actually, after the shooting, because it doesn't take long after a, a horrific tragedy like that that involves guns that you hear the intense clamoring for more gun control. And I know you and I have talked about that before. Obviously, yesterday is just horrendous, you know, with what happened this 18 year old doing what he did with a gun. But, you know, gun control usually and, well, almost 100% of the time only affects law abiding citizens, unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've never, I'm like, even to talk about gun ch- control because of a shooting is irrelevant to me. Like, yeah. the gun doesn't, it is not good or bad, you know, it's just who uses it is good or bad. So, yeah. I feel like, they pull us into a debate that make us sound heartless because it makes us sound uncompassionate, yeah. um when really we just want to talk about what the problem is, not talk about something that is not even relevant to the problem, mm-hmm. and of course, those on the left would be like, "How can he say that it's not relevant to use a gun? Well, listen, more kids probably die in car accidents. nobody's saying don't use cars." Kids die because of airbags. Nobody's saying, stop airbags in cars. It's just part of a satanic plan to take weapons away from people so that the government can better control us. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Yep, I guess it is.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not, and uh, that's why the Founding Fathers knew it was important. So it is there, but... Yeah, it is uh, uh, obviously a very difficult situation, and I asked you um, about, in a little community like that, well, I I think it's like 15,000 people, Uvalde, Texas, you know, when you have uh, something horrific like that, you as a pastor, I'm assuming the pastors really have to step into that, don't they?
1: I hope so. I hope the school is soliciting past The school up here does. When mm-hmm. we've had a suicide or something like that, you know, the school calls us pastors, hey, come in and help in any way, shape, or form. So my suspicion is that, I mean, it is Texas. It's generally a righteous-ish type state, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there are 50 pastors that are just mobilized and ready to give comfort where comfort is needed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we we talk about background checks, and I think that is a law almost everywhere. I, I don't I don't claim to know everything about gun control laws, and that seems like a, a reasonable thing. I don't. I think there are very few people that don't agree that if you're going to get a weapon from a arms dealer or you know a gun shop or whatever, that a background check makes sense. But you know, here's this young man who was. All, doing all sorts of crazy stuff on social media and things like that, you know, I, I don't know how far do you go uh, to check up on somebody like that? Yeah, and
1: it's not—it's not a background check of somebody's criminal past. If you want to do a background check, do a background check about somebody's spiritual past. You know, mm. like you know. Bottom line is, people that love people because the Bible shares to love people. They don't, you know, generally murder people in cold blood. Yeah, and so I I don't know why some of our politicians, Republican or Democrat, they all, you know, say they're pro God. Why don't they ever like lead the nation in a national day of repentance?
0: Yeah, Uh, that would be huge.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be fantastic to do that. Well, the problem is. Nobody really wants to repent. They just want Jesus. they want to be loved by God, but they don't want to do any repenting in order to show them that they love God themselves.
0: Once in a while you'll see a pastor like Franklin Graham, you know, try to do those sorts of things. Even the National Day of Prayer where uh, you will hear the word repentance at times, but you know, the government, everybody would start squealing, "Well, that's, you know, the repent- whole what, tr- right? church you- and state thing, you know." You know?
1: Really, uh, this isn't I almost can't even believe we're talking about this, but this upcoming message for me is talking about another Reformation that needs to happen, and it is a Reformation of repentance. So we have these religious churches, right, that don't really preach the Gospel. They're just clinical and religious in nature. And then you have these relationship churches that do preach the Gospel, but now they have started to preach the gospel of love, exclusively love. No repentance necessary, just know that God loves you. Mm-hmm. So you got religious churches, relationship churches, and you have repentant churches. And I think the American body of Christ, the evangelical, born-again, non-clinical, institutional churches, the, the more non-denominational types of churches, they're also needing of a reformation, and it is just repentance.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Amen. It's going to take a, a move of the Holy Spirit to see something like that happen, isn't it? And, it?
1: and it takes men to to be able to share what it is the Word of God says about repentance. I mean, it is the key. Jesus yeah. said, "Repent and believe." Paul said, "Repent and believe." John the Baptist, "Repent and believe." It was always repent and believe. Repent and believe. Nowadays, the American body of Christ is just belief, right? And they skip repentance, and it's part of the reason why we have so much easy believism, or we have so many, like, quote, followers of Jesus that are still in bondage to so so much sin. Like, if you're living a lifestyle of sin, you're not heaven-bound. You are not a repentant person. Like, I'm not talking about an occasional naughty word that slips out when you hit your thumb with a hammer. I'm talking about continue to tithe 2% to your church and and try to say Jesus owns your soul, but he doesn't own your pocketbook. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just, at some level, we have to have men of righteousness preach the way they did in the first century church, not water something down so often as to take the meat away from the gospel.
0: And it will take boldness, boldness in uh, leaders in the church. And I was just uh, actually just before I called you, uh, listening to something from Pastor Shane out in California, and he says the sure sign of being filled with the Spirit is boldness. And I don't disagree with that. And that, but that's what it's that's what it's going to take to get that message of repentance. A
1: sensitivity, a sensitivity to sin. Yeah, like if if. If you are sinning and you're sensitive yeah. and you repent of that, that is a sign of of being a, a regenerated human being. But if over the months and years you can, you know, drink too much, you know, frequently or, or have a foul mouth or continue not to be generous to God's bride in the form of a tithe, even if you don't believe in the 10% law, mm-hmm. I'm just talking about generosity in general, Right. Like, if you're not sensitive to sin, then you are not a saved believer. You don't have a saving faith.
0: That's boldness coming from Pastor Gus right there, and that's what we need. And I definitely appreciate that, Gus. Wow. And, uh, you know, we're facing some momentous things these days. You know, the Roe versus Wade situation. Uh, We could have all kinds of tumult coming in this country. Six dollar gas. You know, they're talking about that. I mean, this is uh, a pivotal summer. It really is here in the United States. And we, as the body of Christ, we need to be prepared for that. Uh, Leading up to another very important election, we need to be prepared for that. We need to be filled with the Spirit and be ready to be bold at the same time as you always say, to be gentle and winsome, but still be bold, right?
1: You're, yeah, of, of course. Do you remember when we were talking about all the handouts that the government was giving, the stimulus checks, all mm. that kind of stuff? Yes. It was on this very program that said, that is going to bite us in the rear end. Yeah. You can't just print money and then somehow think that that's going to be a, you, a blessing for your population. You have to create value, not print money. So of course this is what's happening now. We've got all this money in our system and the those great six hundred dollar checks, twelve hundred dollar checks, whatever, now we're paying all that back. Yeah. And then some, because everything, almost everything has has raised their prices.
0: Yeah, it's and especially the gas, that's really affects people. It, and, yeah, it yeah. definitely does. Yeah. I mean it's got groceries
1: and gas and you know, there's just very few things that you can buy this year that aren't more expensive than they were last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the body of Christ, we need to be prepared again and take a good strong stand, know the word and stand up for righteousness. Get involved with the election coming up because it is important. It it is and it is a pivotal year that way and Many many issues that we don't even have time to get to, and now again the gun control stuff is coming up again, and it's in a in a major way after that tragedy yesterday. And uh, God be with those families in Texas, and we pray nothing like that would come. We, we you know we had the situation in Red Lake all those years ago, and that was horrendous. We don't need anything like that, and. God, uh, God be with us. And they're, unfortunately, there just is evil, evidently, in this... There's young... evil, and, and yeah. it took
1: a man yeah. using a gun yeah. in order to stop the That's man right. using a gun. Like, it's like nobody really thinks about that. They're not like, oh, thank God. I'm, we're just so sad that an 18-year-old who was not right in the head you know, did this. Yeah. But nobody on the left is happy that the Border, border Patrol used the same thing. In order to stop evil. Like, a gun in the hand of a righteous man is a tool for righteousness. Man, that's a Only good because point. evil exists.
0: Yes. Wow. Yeah, that is a mic drop right there, Gus. Thank you for... I, I didn't even think of that, you know. And we need to remember that. It's incredibly important. All right, Gus. Well, I think we'll leave it at that, and I just appreciate you know you sharing on these difficult issues like that. And uh, we'll do it again next week. How's Amen, that sound, brother? Okay, Amen. yeah. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, and of course yeah. remember those that are lost. By the way, uh, you know I interviewed Lynn from CrossFit in Bemidji. You're a big oh, CrossFit yeah. guy, as she was talking about your status as a, as a CrossFit trainer, right?
1: Yep, I do that. It's kind of like my side hustle. I've- taken a hobby of mine and turned it into a, a bit of a business. And, of course, Lynn and, and uh, the group at Bemidji CrossFit are doing a Memorial Day workout that yeah. is a, it's a killer for your body. And, <laughs> um, and I, I just love the fact that the CrossFit community Uh, honors fallen heroes with workouts like this.
0: Yeah, the workout is called the Murph, which is named after a Navy SEAL who gave his life serving our country. It's a workout that uh, I couldn't begin to think about doing, (laughs) but I understand you can do it, which doesn't surprise me.
1: Lieutenant Michael Murphy, that's right. who was uh, a great American hero.
0: Yeah, awesome. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Yes, sir. All right. This is your life, God's truth, your QFM.